What's going on, guys? This is Steve with another episode of No One Is Listening. Uh, today, I have a very special guest, hopefully a recurring guest. Um, this is a friend of mine I've known for quite a bit, uh, and we get along primarily because we both love and love talking about basketball. Uh, his name is Russell. Russell, you wanted to just say hi real quick to all two people listening right now? <laughs> What's going on, everybody? My name is Russell, and yes, I am one of Steve's friends, and we do get along because of basketball, and because we love basketball very much. All right, cool, cool. Um, so I figured we would start this uh, this podcast um, talking about basketball. Uh, Russell specifically will be on this podcast to talk about basketball, so I thought we'd start this one off by talking about uh, the same thing everyone else has been talking about for the past few months now, uh, the Golden State Warriors, right? Um, I feel like, you know, I'm going to start off, we talked about this before we went on the air about how we're going to start, what we're going to talk about, but now that that we're recording, it's something that's hitting me that, give me your take on this, right? Uh, So, California, right, specifically LA, right, is like, one of the big markets, right? New York is one of the yeah. big markets, right? Um, but what's dominating, right, are the Golden State Warriors, right? They're all over the news all the time. You know, I think, you know, Steph Curry, I believe, is number one. Or he or Kobe Bryant are mm-hmm. the number one vote-getters for, for the All-Star game. Um, San Francisco, not really considered one of the top five markets, right? I mean, it's a major market, right? It's not like, it's not a small town market. You know, it's not like in Oklahoma City or, you know, um, like Cleveland or anything, you know, but uh, Cleveland might be a bad example, but, um, you know, San Francisco, the Bay Area, not really considered, you know, one of the top five, like, major markets, but they're still able to dominate headlines just because of how well they're playing. Um, Do you think that plays into, do you think that has people thinking at all, like especially like considering the 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 year we live in, you know, and how, you know, you take a look at someone like I'm probably gonna bring him up a lot, but you take a look at like someone like Russell Westbrook, yeah. right? Plays in Oklahoma City, yeah. But because of Twitter, because of the internet, because um, you know, uh, because companies from anywhere, you know, can advertise, you know, from being based anywhere, yeah. you know what I mean? Do you think that plays into, like, the mindset for some of these guys and, like, where they want to be when they're free agents at all? I think so. I mean, everyone wants to be on the like, West or East Coast, right? And right. people love being in that big city because you have access to so many other things. You can, you know, go out and, you know, they're still human. They're going to want to have fun and go out in places too and I've never been out to California besides <laughs> Sacramento. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I guess it's got to be some of the market and relative wise because they got the Kings and then they have the Lakers who suck. The Kings are kind of a debacle, but they're kind of fun to watch. Yeah, right, right. And then the Clippers, which are kind of, well, they're really good too, but still, you know, kind of crazy yeah, yeah, organization yeah. too. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's like relative wise. You know, when they're compared against whoever else is in California, it, I think people want to go to the West Coast as well, you know. But do you think, like, um, so, so like you mentioned, like, California, because it's so large and they have so many teams, do you think when they look at, uh, when free agents, like, this summer yeah. are going to look at 
you know, teams with cap space. Because, you know, this summer, you know, it's slated to go to $90 million, right? Mm-hmm. The, cap, the cap's going to boom because the TV money is going to come in. There, it, every team will have the ability to sign at least one max level yeah. free agent, right? Most teams, right? Um, you think players are going to look at the situation first or the location first? Because normally, right, normally you only have a select number of teams that have yeah. max I mean, cap space. I, I feel like it's always got to be, like, the situation. Like, even, it's like, the same analogy for us. Like, when you're choosing a job, right, are you going to be happy? Is all that money going to be worth it if you're going to be so miserable? Right. You're going to be in, like, Toronto, where it's like mad cold and something like that. <laughs> no, but I don't know. I feel like you gotta look at the situation. And same thing with Lamarcus Aldridge. She was like right. really picky about the situation too, and like who wouldn't want to be in a really good situation where they have a chance to like win and stuff. Yeah, and I think like the main case in point for that is like Dwight Howard, right? Yeah. Dwight Howard left. I think it was an extra year and another like what was it? I think it was like over the span of like four years maybe like 30 million dollars on the table table, he left a lot of money on the table to leave the Lakers to go to the Rockets and so yeah uh, you know bringing it back to the Golden State Warriors though so I believe right now I'm just gonna double check their record right now right they are 30 and 2 right they're 30 and 2 they're 15 and 0 at home um so they're they're on pace, right? They're on pace to be um they're on pace to beat the the Bulls record seventeen and ten. Now I I personally don't think they I, I don't think it's gonna happen, right? But uh one of the reasons one of the major reasons I there's kind of doubt there is this whole Steph Curry injury. Yeah. Right? He's missed the last two games and granted they won yeah. One against uh, the Rockets, but he that's because injured in the, the Christmas Day game. Right? You know what? I, when I read it, when I read about the injury, it, it's the same leg, yeah, but it's like a different injury, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's like a, a thigh bruise or something that's going on, and he's probable for tonight actually. Yeah. He's there, so there. It's the third game since the injury. They're, I think they're playing the Nuggets today, and I think I heard that he was probable. Azili is also probable, but Barnes is still out. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, I, they definitely need him to go past round two of the playoffs. I, I think like he opened round up. two. So you think you okay? So you think even so you think without Curry they can't even beat. You know what? Let, let's do this. Let's, what are they? What, if we had playoffs, right if we had now, the playoffs right now, right? So uh, I'm gonna go to the standings. If we had the playoffs right now, they would be playing. The Utah Jazz. So you think? So they'll, they'll get they'll they'll win. They'll beat the Utah Jazz. They'll beat the Utah Jazz, right? Okay. Without, let's say without Curry. Without Curry, right? So they yeah. beat the Utah Jazz, right? Here's the. I think it goes. Uh, Do they reseed or because of the? Conference? They re they re. I you know let's just say okay they let's say they wouldn't play the Spurs or the Thunder. Let's say they they play the winner of the four five matchup. Okay. Right. You think. So the Golden State Warriors would not be able to beat the Clippers or the Mavericks without Steph Curry. I think right. Clippers are four at yeah. twenty-one and thirteen. Mavs are five at nineteen and fourteen. I think the the Mav, Mavs are good. Uh, I feel like I mean they beat them without Curry yeah, the other night. Yeah, and I think they sh- the the Warriors struggle 
because they can't. They need somebody hot to just open up the floor. If Clay Thompson's not on, on fire or if he's not hitting, you know, it slows down, mugs down the uh, the offense a lot. All right. So let's say, you know, I mean, I it know. doesn't really matter because Steph is going to be there for the playoffs. Yeah, like, no matter what happens, yeah, they're going to be there. Matter. He's going to be there for the playoffs, yeah. right? Um, I have some stats for you. I have some stats for you. Okay. Um, with Steph Curry, yeah. right? With Steph Curry, per 100 possessions, they're scoring 117 points per game. That's ridiculous. Okay. Um, that is by far the highest in the league, right? Uh, it would beat... Who's the next highest? The next highest? Let me take a look. <clears throat> so they're at... With Steph Curry on the court, right? They're at 117. I think their average, just as a team in general, is like 111, something like that. So without Steph Curry, they're 117. <clears throat> but their defensive rating, right? Uh, with Steph Curry on the floor, they're only allowing 94.3 points per 100 wow. possessions. That's a difference of 22 and a half yeah. points, Holy right? Crap. So with Steph Curry on the floor, they're outscoring opponents. 22 over 22 points a game, right? Um, now here's here's where it gets really really interesting, right? Uh, that defensive rating of 94.3 points allowed per 100 possessions, still not better. That would be it would be second best in the league. It's still not better than the Spurs, 92.5. Wow. Here's here's a, here's another interesting stat. Ready? So this is not inclusive of only Steph Curry's like individual on court off court rating, right? This is as a whole, right? The Warriors are outscoring their opponents thirteen point seven points per game, uh, per one or not per game per one hundred possessions, right? Fantastic. Right. If you if you're outscoring your opponents ten at least by at least ten points per one hundred possessions, that is you have a very high probability of winning a championship. That's usually how you determine championship caliber teams, right? This is with. No, this is regardless. Oh, regardless. Yeah, yeah. This is as a team, as a whole. As a whole, right? The Spurs. 14.4. Dang. Right? Worst record. Worst record, right? But higher point differential. You know? And and usually what that means is because it's, it's only been, like, I think three months, right? Usually what that means is, right, that some of those wins and losses on either side are fluky, right? right. Uh Records typically they don't uh, show a true record. Yeah, they don't they don't show true like measure of talent, you know. Right. Un, because you know they're fluky losses, right? They're fluky wins. Point differential usually consistently is the best barometer of you know how talented a team is, how well they're playing, right? Spurs at fourteen point four, Warriors at thirteen point seven. Now I'm not I'm not I would never I'm not arguing that the Spurs are a better team because they're not. They're clearly not. But it's interesting. It is really interesting. You know, it's interesting. I think the Spurs are a little closer than people think. You know, um, I'm of the mindset that the Spurs really are the only team that has that have a chance. I, I, I think every year I fail to realize how great the Spurs are. Like, seriously, every year I, they're older, they're getting older and older and older, and you just fail to realize how good Kawhi is and how good, like, a coach is. Oh, Kawhi Leonard. 
I have some more stats for you. I have some more stats for you. Ready? Kawhi Leonard, right? I mean, okay. I think, right? He sh- I, I, I'm sure there's someone better, but right now, I'm thinking most improved player, right? Or he's in the discussion, right? I mean, the and, you know, the stats aren't huge jumps, right? The stats aren't huge jumps, but the consistency is insane, right? And especially... Okay, ready? I have some stats for you. Ready? 20.8 points per game, okay? 7.2 rebounds, 2.8 assists, a block... A little over two steals, two point one steals, and now no those you know you're probably thinking whatever like you know there are plenty of swing men that have averaged those stats right but here's where it gets really interesting right fifty one percent from from the field forty nine percent from three and eighty eight percent from the free throw line that's ridiculous forty nine forty nine that's he could be the first player, I believe, really? to go 50-50-90, right? 50-50-90. That, I didn't I, – and that's – and he doesn't just shoot, like, one three every, like, two games, right? He's averaging four threes a game. That's ridiculous. Or four, four attempts, right? So he makes two out of four yeah. threes every game. So he's at 48% right now, right? 49, 49. Now, here's where – Here's where it gets a little dicey because you're not sure if it's him or if it's the Spurs. You know those stats I gave you, right? So Steph Curry on the court. Steph Curry on the court, the Warriors score per 100 possessions, 117 points. With him off the court, it's only 100.7, right? So with him, they're the highest scoring team in the league. Without him, they would rank 25th out of 30, ahead of just the Knicks, right? Defensively, with Steph Curry on the floor, 94.3. Only team better than that defensively would be the Spurs, right? Without Steph Curry on the court, defensive rating of 100, that jumps 107. That would rank 28th better only than the Pelicans and the Lakers. They would be, without without Curry, they are the third worst defensive team in the league. Right? Dude, he's so important, man. All right, Kawhi Leonard. With him on or off the court, they scored the same. 106.8. 106.8. Really? Yeah, 106.8. Really? Yeah, yeah. Defensively, right, with him uh, with him off the court, they only allow 94 points per 100 yeah. possessions. With him on the court, it gets a little better at 91.7. Either way, so, it would still be best in the league. Either way, right? So it's tough. So the individual stats are there, right, and, it's, and they're nasty, but when you take a look at his, and that's not to say what he's not important, because I think there aren't a lot of minutes where he doesn't, where right. he isn't on the court, and right. or where they don't have a lot of talented guys on the court, you know. But I mean, it's it's interesting, you know, when you take a look at the stats and then you take a look at their on and off court production, you know, or the the effect. Right. Do you think Do you think teams change considerably from now until right before playoffs, like? The way they play, the rotations. You think, as of this right now, after Christmas, you know we're on right beginning in January. You think they'll change their rotation a lot, especially the Spurs and Warriors. You think they are what they are right now? I mean, the Warriors, yes. Spurs, no. Yeah. You know, I think Warriors, yes. Yeah. They, you know, it's it's the same team as last year. Mm-hmm. 
you know? And I think the only thing that's changed is, you know, Steph Curry is playing out of his mind, you know? Like, that's the only difference from last year and this year. They're the same team, you know, defensively. um, They're a little better offensively. They're, I mean, scary to think, but they're, I think they're, considerably better than last year and I think that's because Curry is playing out of his mind I think he's he's cooled down he's come back to earth a little bit but um I think yeah I mean the way they play is the way they play and they have that you know the quote-unquote lineup of death that they bring out you know to close out games you know uh what is it's uh Curry Clay Iguodala Barnes and uh Green you know Draymond Green and you know they're I I don't. I didn't look up the specific stats for that lineup, but I know that lineup is mur- they're, they're just murdering teams. Right. They're just leaving dead bodies all over the basketball no, court. They made like the first few months of the NBA so interesting because they went on that crazy hot streak when no one cares about the first. Yeah, month. normally people don't. No one cares about a late November, early December right. basketball game. But I mean, I remember watching that Bucks game. Right. You know that first. Was, yeah. Or no, you know more than that. I remember watching the the Boston game. Right before, oh, yeah, right yeah, that yeah. overtime game. I remember feeling like that was that was like a playoff game, you know. Um, but to your original question, I think yeah, Warriors they they are they just are what they are. They're just an unsolvable riddle, right? Um, the Spurs, I think. I mean, and Pop's notorious for this, right? He is always playing with. He treats the regular season um, like a like a playground. You know, he's tinkering with yeah. lineups. He's he's using regular season minutes to get players who don't play well together accustomed to playing together. I think that's so smart because in the playoffs, like, one person is going to be cold. One person is going to get yep. hot. And you never know when that person needs to step up. Yeah, it's and, you so know, smart. He, he keeps them all warm by, you know, I think when people think about how, uh, you know, the Spurs will pull players, you know, and rest players right. like, oh, you know, like that's there's there's an automatic loss, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, they're forfeiting seating for, you know, uh playoff health. Yeah. But, you know, there's an upside to that, you know, that no one thinks about, which is, you know, yeah, like Duncan, Ginobili, um, Parker to a certain extent, you know, those guys, you know, aren't playing. Um, but guess what? You know, the not this year, obviously, but like the Corey Josephs, the Marco Bellinelli's, you know, the Aaron Baines, like those guys are playing. Like you said, they're getting comfortable with that system, yeah. you know. So, I think the Spurs. I mean, that's the that's the thing, right? Like, it's hard to imagine the Spurs playing better, but um, history has shown that they always play better in the playoffs. Yo, the how has Lamarcus Aldridge's stats been? You know what? Not great, right? You're yeah, not great, but you know, I heard this. Um, <laughs> I heard this interview, uh, I think I heard it maybe on a different podcast or I was reading an article where, uh, you know, LaMarcus was having some trouble, some difficulty the first, like, month, uh, first first few weeks of the season, and Pop had to pull him aside and be like, you know, these, these you know, plays are not designed for LaMarcus Aldridge to score. They're designed for the Spurs to yeah, score. That's, that's like the same thing that he was like teaching uh, Kawhi or something like that, right? I mean, I'm sure he has lessons for, for every player and he has general ones for, for everyone. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, he was saying that, you know, the play isn't successful when LaMarcus scores. The play is successful when the Spurs scores. And, you know, when you hear that, it's like, it sounds so simple, but you're just like, mm-hmm. like, damn, like, oh, you're so good at your job, you know? <laughs> like, so wise, you know? Um, that so kind of flipped the switch in them, you think? I, you know what? I mean, they they were 
I mean, I think he's played better yeah. since then. You know, um, let me just double check on his stats. We'll take a look at the splits for LaMarcus Aldridge, right? So, let me go to LaMarcus. So, for the season, he's averaging, I mean, it's, it's not bad, right? 15.5 points per game, 8.8 yeah. rebounds, a little over a block. Um, his percentages are 47.7 and from the field and 78 How many from, minutes does he play a game? He, under his career average, he only averages 29 and a half minutes hmm. a game, right? So let's take a look at his splits, though, right? So let's take November, right? November, he was averaging 15.9 with a little over nine rebounds, uh, shooting 44%. In December, 15.9, uh, eight and a half rebounds. Yeah. But uh, now, in November, he's shooting 52 from the field, right? Mm-hmm. So in October, uh, in October, he shot 39%. In November, he shot 44%, and December, 52%. So it looks like, you know, I mean, because he, he's, you know, he's like the last of like a dying breed, right? Which right. is like the, the mid-range giant. Every month that goes by, it looks like he's getting more and more comfortable. That's you know? really Efficiency is going up. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny, right? Less shots, but same yeah. amount of points. I feel like know? we know all the personality. We know all the guys on the Spurs, and we don't know LaMarcus as well, like, we don't know what he would bring to the table on a Spurs team in the playoffs. Like, what's going to happen? Right. I mean, did you did you read that Woj article about, like, LaMarcus Aldridge? And, like, it it was, like, a deep dive into, like, how he came to the decision to, to sign oh, yeah, the Spurs. Oh, yeah, 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 You know? I mean, that's... Yeah. For those of you that, that may not know, right? So, like, yeah. the, the quick summary is that... LaMarcus met with all these teams, um, and then he had this dinner with Pat Riley, and Pat Riley, you know, does what he does best, you know, lays the rings out on the table and says, you know, um, you can either choose between, you have to choose between individual success or team success. And then when Riley said that, it reminded LaMarcus of uh, the meeting he had with the Spurs, right? And the Spurs meeting being about you know, team, like, we'll all, we all sacrifice so we can have rings, right? right, right. right? Um, and so... And the Lakers were like, hey. <laughs> and the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the Lakers had, like, 10 to 15 people there, and none of them <laughs> talked about basketball at all, <clears throat> right? And I think, uh, you know, I think LaMarcus is definitely, uh, from everything we've heard, kind of a difficult personality, because, you know, he doesn't want to be... Um, I don't want to say he doesn't want to be the guy, but he he doesn't want too much spotlight on him, but he doesn't like it when the spotlight is on others because, you know, in that same Woj article, it goes on about how, you know, he wasn't too crazy about, you know, everywhere he drove in Portland, there was a Dame Lillard, you know, billboard or, you know, Dame Lillard was all over the TV and, you know, that rubbed him the wrong way when he'd been there for years, you know, but he also doesn't. He doesn't want what what Dame has, but he just doesn't want someone else to have it either. So I think he's a tricky personality, but um, when you have a system in place, you know, like the Spurs do, and it starts at the top, right? It starts with with the owner, and then it goes to Buford and Pop, you know, all the way down to Duncan, Ginobili, Parker, and now Kawhi's buying into it, you know, because in both San Antonio and Portland, there's a younger better guy right. you know it's there's all the limelight that's and, yeah but the difference is that Kawhi, i don't think he has any billboards or especially none with like that are just him you know i doubt it you know um 
and I think it's because Kawhi's bought into the system of, you know, like team over individual, you know, and, right. and that's what Lamarcus wants. I think it's like I don't want the spotlight, but I don't want anyone to have the spotlight. You know, it should be about the team, and I think, you know, that's dialed up to eleven in San Antonio. Hey everyone, uh, Russell and I went a little long on this episode, so we decided to cut into two parts. Um, part two will be up later this week, so I hope you enjoyed part one. Um, and if you did, uh, if you enjoyed us talking about the Warriors and the Spurs, uh, please be on the lookout for part two. Uh, again, like I said, that'll be up later this week. So uh, thanks, guys. Take care.